circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and may be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize, for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. We bow our heads to pray. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, for you alone are our rock and our salvation. Amen. I think it's safe to say that when we get together as a group of people, maybe we've seen each other within the past week, maybe it's been a while since we've seen each other, but when we get together with people, inevitably it's going to happen in here or out there, we start conversing and communicating with each other and suddenly there's the storytelling. And subconsciously, the competition begins. Knowingly or unknowingly, we like to compare ourselves to other people and the lot we have in life compared to the lot someone else has in life. You know what I'm talking about, right? You know how it goes, don't you? You engage in conversation with somebody and they say, you know, this past week I went to the doctor. They said it should take 20 minutes. Well, it took two hours. Whereupon the person who's listening to that says, well, you think that's bad? Try this on. Six foot four and a half sitting on an airplane from, Chattanooga, from Atlanta to Chattanooga. Seat A right by the window. A guy my size, double my width, right next to me, legroom's at a premium. Who has it worse? Beneath the surface, though... There's this desire, this idea, this notion that we deserve better, right? Because I'm kind, I'm caring, I'm compassionate, I'm charitable. For goodness sakes, I don't even want any recognition from anyone. We might call it the whose plate is fuller syndrome, and obviously mine is. But what if, what if God would have us set aside comparing who has it worse in life or who has it better in life? What if God would have us take down the the high opinions that we have of ourselves and, and instead think about who God says we are and what if, what if God 
would help us to get out from looking at the past and get looking ahead to the future so that we could confidently say with Christian confidence, I'm heading to heaven and I'm not looking back. Well, that would change things for us, wouldn't it? It would change how we view ourselves. It would change how we view the things that happen in life and and the different situations that we face. And this morning, God, through His Word, helps us do just that. To have a proper perspective on things in this world. To have a proper perspective on our life. That there's one thing we value and treasure most. It's Christ's holiness. And there's one direction we're heading, and that's forward. But if only it were so easy to live that way. I think it's safe to say we like to remember, recall, and then remind people of who we are, where we've been, and what we've done. Imagine for a moment if Pastor Melzo, when he greeted you at the door this morning, gave you a piece of paper, and he gave you a pen, And as you walked into church, he said, "Um, I want you to write down all of the reasons why you think it is that God should let you into heaven. And imagine if we just put them on the wall behind us. What would be on the list? I mean, the Apostle Paul, he had his own kind of list. Why is it, God, that you should send me to heaven and not send me to hell? The Apostle Paul, he had quite the list. You heard it before. It goes like this. If someone else thinks that they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. This man had Jewish genes, he had Israelite citizenship, he had a Pharisaic profession, he had wonderful works. He was persistent. Persistent in his desire to keep God's law, he was incredible at trying to wipe God's name off the face of the earth. If anybody could say, hey, I'm somebody, it was the Apostle Paul. But, The Apostle Paul thought to himself, well, that has to count for something, right? It's got to look good in the eyes of God. It's got to be valuable. Some of that was God-pleasing. Not all of it, but some of it. And isn't there that temptation to think along the same lines? Members of Living Hope, it's a phenomenal day here at your church. Remember worshiping with you that first service in the, uh, in the movie theater and to think in four years, five years, you've come a long ways. And on a day like today, there's a whole lot where that sinful flesh could say, God, i got a whole lot to offer you, a whole lot I can put on the list. I'm going to go to church twice today and I'm going to listen to two different pastors. That's got to count for something. I'm going to sing. I'm going to wear a smile on my face. I'm going to welcome anybody and everybody who walks through the door to join us on this happy, joyous day. And on top of that, you know what? I'm a pretty good Christian because not only do I go to church, but I'm active in Bible class and I'm devoted to having a family devotional life. That has to count for something before God. Or maybe it's that we like to say, well, I'm a loving spouse or I try to be the perfect parent or I'm diligent in my job. 
I put all sorts of effort into all of it. I love my wife. I love my kids. I work hard. I provide for my family. There's a roof over their heads. There's food on the table. People see that I've risen through the ranks in my place of employment. I've kind of done well for myself. People respect us. They look up to us. God, that has to count for something. If God were to ask you to take who you are and everything that you've done, where you've been and what you've gone through, Write it all on a list. Are you prepared for God to take that list and put it into the shredder? Because by crafting our own list, by trying to state our own case, we've actually crafted our own death sentence. Because this can go one of two ways. Either you want God to evaluate you on the basis of your righteousness according to what he says in his word, or you want God to evaluate you on the basis of the righteousness of his holy son. It's either who am I or who is Jesus Christ for me? How do you want to be judged? The Apostle Paul's telling us you don't want to stand before God and focus on who it is that you've been. You don't want to take everything that you've done, the places that you've gone, the different individuals whose lives you've impacted, the faithfulness as a father or a mother, the the dedication and devotion as an employee or an employer, the respect and honor that you've shown as a child. Take, Take all of that, Paul says, and all of it, well, put it in the garbage can. Because when it comes to my righteousness, Let's be honest, it's shot up with holes. I've got nothing to offer to God, only judgment and damnation to receive from Him. Jesus, I am your sin. You alone are my holiness. Paul says, all I want to know, take everything that I've gained, take everything that I have, it's all a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ and the holiness that he gives that God accepts forever. Paul says you could take everything, you could gain everything in this life, and yet without Christ you have absolutely nothing. But you could also lose everything in life and only have Christ, and you've gained everything. You heard Paul say it. He put it like this. Whatever was to my profit... I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. Perspective that we need when it comes to how to be right with God is not who I am or what I've done, or the resume that I can put forward, or the recognition that I've received, it's all about who Jesus is for me. That boy Jesus, subjective to his parents. That teenager Jesus, respectful and honorable to his mother Mary and to his stepfather Joseph. It's all about the Jesus who was often misunderstood by his own disciples and yet patiently he teaches his own disciples the truth. It's all about Jesus who what? 
persecuted by his opponents and his enemies and yet never once retaliated. It's the holy Jesus who is condemned, the innocent Jesus who is crucified. It's, it's all about that Jesus, Savior Jesus, who is righteous for us and brings righteousness to us. Take everything, whatever it is you want to put on your plate, all that you've been through, take, take that stuff that you would like to say, well, I'm going to compare myself to this person and how I've done compared to that person and the cards that have been given to me and how I've played it out and the case that I make for myself. And the Apostle Paul says, take all of it, brother. Take all of it, dear sister. Throw it in the trash. Take it outside and wait for the garbage truck to show, off, be, show up because it's going to haul it away forever. Because that's what it's all worth. Garbage. The landfill. Rubbish. Because there is only one true treasure that is oh so valuable and that is Christ's holiness. And God says it's yours. And you know what that means? That means it's not about who I am, but who Christ is for me. It's not about needing to be strong. It's about the power that I gain from Christ's resurrection. That my sin is forgiven in Christ. That death has lost its sting. That the grave is going to have to cough up its contents one day, including me. It's not about complaining about what God allows to come into my life versus someone else's life. It's about embracing this fact that if Christ suffered, so too I get to suffer. So could it be that the pain in your back makes you better appreciate the pain of the scourge on Jesus' back? Could it be that the rejection maybe that you've experienced a time or two in your lifetime from family or friends or coworkers? Helps you better appreciate that rejection that Jesus experienced, not just by his disciples, but by his Father? Could it be that the lovelessness out there in the world, or maybe even in your own home, helps you to better appreciate the Savior Jesus, whose own received him not? And could it maybe even be that our thoughts about death Help us better appreciate the Savior who willingly went to death. Because, my friends, my life is not about me. It's not about what I experience. It's not about comparing it to anyone or anything else. It's all about Jesus, and it's all about joining Jesus forever. Glorious mansion of heaven. Now, which of us has arrived perfectly at that position where we are always centered on and focused on Jesus Christ and sailing through life with a faith that can move mountains? Nobody raised their hand, so I assume none of us here is. You know, the Apostle Paul wasn't either. He put it this way, he said this, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. 
You know, if we were perfect, we wouldn't be here today. Because we'd be in heaven. Way to pop the balloon of joy today, Pastor. But no, in all seriousness, if we were perfect, we'd be in heaven, right? But if we have Christ and His righteousness, of this we can be certain, we know we're going there. Because Christ Jesus has taken hold of us that we might share in His glory and spend eternity with Him. We're not there yet, but keeping a proper perspective on things leads us to say we're heading in one direction, and that's forward. That's forward. So, so even if, even if, things in this life aren't going the way that I had hoped for, even if there are struggles, even if there are challenges, I can do what Paul does. I can press on. I can forget what is behind. We don't have to erase and we don't have to delete all of the events of the past. The past is the past, but we don't have to delete all of it and erase all of it because back in the past there are blessings more numerous than you and I could ever count. So we, but we don't have to live in nor lament Life in the past. Because what's to come is worlds better than where we've already been. I don't know how many of you uh, ran track in school. I did not. My daughter runs cross country. She's out for track, but she's not a runner. She's a shot putter. But, but as she's been home on spring break, we've talked about the joys of track meets and this and that and everything else because my wife knows more about that than I do, so I just sit and listen. But, but I think it's true that if you've ever been to a high school track meet, as the competition comes to an end, there's what, a two-mile race and then there's the one-mile relay that concludes everything and it's the end of the meet and everybody's dedicated their effort, their energy, and for that last group of runners that's running, there's nothing more encouraging than when your teammates line up along the last part of the, the, the track towards the finish line. And they're there cheering you on, telling you to kick it into gear, to finish strong. I wonder if you and I get a picture of that today through the mouth of the Apostle Paul. That you and I are given this forward-thinking perspective because of who Christ is and what Christ is in us, that we receive that kind of encouragement, that we would kick it in, that we would finish strong, that we would press on because the prize is before us, not behind us. And because that's, the tr because that's true and what we know that prize to be, our focus is straight ahead and what a prize it is to be with Jesus, to see Jesus. Doesn't that put things in perspective? That my life right now, the existence of living hope in Chattanooga, Tennessee, is not all about who we are and what we've done. Yes, we can thank God for that. But it's ultimately who we are in Christ. It's not so much about remember when we sat up and
took down week after week after week after week in the movie theater. And then there was this thing called a pandemic that really screwed things up and made us have to pivot. And then we wondered how it was we were going to come back together. And then a couple months ago, Pastor Melzo calls and says, hey, we got a 10,000 square foot facility. Think we should do it? And now here we are in the blood, sweat, tears, the energy, the effort. It's not all about who we are, what we've been through, and what we've done. But who Christ is and where we're going. And from that perspective, life is going very well. Because the empty cross, the empty grave tell you so. May it be not just today, glorious as it is, may it be that each and every day God would grant each and every one of us that perspective, but also each and every person that passes through those doors. To God's glory for his honor, amen.